Welcome to your Veterans Resource Podcast, Return to Roots. This podcast is for service members and their family members regarding retention, transition, and reintegration from active duty to veterans in the community. Hi, I'm your host, Chris Elder, an active duty senior chief in the United States Navy. My partner in crime slash host is Yogi Hernandez, who's an active duty chief in the Navy. Together, we are documenting our experiences as we prepare to transition and reintegrate into the community. Every podcast will have actionable content that will benefit American service members and their families, as well as those who have already transitioned and reintegrated. Today's show, we have Trevor Maxwell, a retired senior chief, EOD tech, who's also with Military Money Mistakes and the Get to Vet podcast. It's a privilege and honor to have you on here, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, I appreciate the invite to come on and chat and always love, you know, there's an old saying out there, vets like helping other vets, like or guys that are not vets yet, but will be soon. Um, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a retired uh, Navy EOD senior chief. Um, actually, this May will be my fifth anniversary retiring. So, which I think about that sometimes, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I live in uh, Virginia, Suffolk, Virginia. I'm sure probably, uh, so, I, I don't know, have you guys ever done any East Coast time? That was my first duty station, Virginia Beach, five okay. years. Yep. Um, mine, you know, I did, I uh, started off as a fire controlman, uh, used to be a DS, a data systems technician, that rate went away and we became fire controlman. Uh, did that, came to sea school down here, damn neck, uh, did some time uh, on the prize, as we like to say, cell block 65. <laughs> I did, did a few deployments on there. In fact, that's uh, when 9-11 happened. That's that's where I was. We were on our way home from our first deployment. It was going to be a badass ending to our first deployment. We were going to cross the line, which for an East Coast carrier is a rare thing. Right. We we're going to go down to Cape Town, uh, check that out, go across the pond, uh, hit up Rio, and uh, do a Tiger cruise and bring everybody home. So, But instead almost as nice we turned around and stayed out to sea for 95 days and we were uh, <laughs> one of the first units to actually launch attacks on afghanistan and um yeah did that i had a great time like you know doing those deployments like when i think about those how much fun i had on those deployments i had a great crew that, that we worked with awesome shop uh, cs5 that was my division so we worked on all the stuff in the cdc and, um, you know, the deployments, oh man, all the port calls we got to do and all the good times we had and all the stories we had about people doing messed up stuff. You know, <laughs> guys got, we had a, like a guy who was an LPO get clamshelled on the, uh, you know, what do they call that? The, at the carriers, they put the little bars there at the back so the, so the ferries can get, because, you know. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Liberty boats. <laughs> You're talking the Liberty Barge? Yeah, back? where the Liberty Boats would come up to the little barge that was more yeah. to the to the fantail. Uh, yeah, it's called a Liberty Barge. Yeah, so we had, <laughs> that's one of my favorite memories, is seeing one of the, the LPOs there from our department get clamshelled. They had to 
they had to hoist him up to the because <laughs> he passed out and, and uh messed i don't know if we're r-rated or not on here that's but, all right uh, yeah he should, clear he should himself okay cool he uh i mean i curse like a sailor but i try to be respectful of people who maybe don't but yeah he shit his pants passed out and that was all we talked about for like two days <laughs> good times those uh liberty liberty ones I, I had a buddy of mine uh he was a little guy not not not, not very tall i don't want to say his name because i don't want to tell a story but you know back in my day <laughs> this guy <laughs> he tall very short guy he comes to get off the boat and we were in italy and the waves were just like super crazy and he he like stepped down but the liberty barge went all the way down and he fell it, yeah. it was like a nine foot drop <laughs> yeah i don't know and he just and he didn't land gracefully he landed on his face so oh this is non-skid nastiness and yeah those liberty barges they can get some yeah get some good time yeah but, i almost i almost got a clamshell too the uh we're having rough seas and i was the uh the ramp to get onto the liberty boat so i was already on the barge right and the ramp to the liberty boat kind of fell off and i was about to just go down luckily some dude like the guy that was actually part of the the, the ship the little boat he just grabbed me and just pulled me because i just saw myself and i was like here here here's this is how i die this is how i die <laughs> i had a bunch of those yeah no, but it was, uh, I had a good time, like, you know, but I got, eventually I got sick of, uh, you know, just uh, some of the, the people that I felt like overemphasized things that I didn't felt, feel like mattered. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I actually wanted to join the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, I went to this military academy for kids that were complete fuck ups when they were in high school. Like six months of army boot camp, and then you get your GED, right? So I did that. Uh, I wanted to join the Marines. Everybody's like, "No, join the Navy." So I joined the Navy, but I still kind of had that itch that I had to scratch, right? I was like, "Man, I want to do something where I get to jump out of planes and blow shit up." So uh, my first deployment was the first time I met an EOD guy, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" And you know, somebody who didn't know, they were like, oh, yeah, they're like seals that disarm bombs. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. Super that sounds cool. cool, right? And, <laughs> you know, I come to find out, it was like, okay, that's not entirely accurate. Uh, but, you know, so uh, I did that. My second deployment, I just walked up to one of the guys was like, hey, man, do you guys like recruit? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, can I go talk to whoever your guys' recruiter is? And just started chatting with them. And uh, started PTing with them in the hangar bay. They did PT every day in the hangar bay for all the guys that wanted to go to EOD school or BUDS or dive school. And so we'd just get in a big circle and and do calisthenics for like an hour and a half. And uh, I loved it, man. I got psyched. Um, and it took the screening test, barely passed the swim. And uh, got, got, you know, left the boat, went to... Um, you know, went to do the, the dive school, EOD school thing, which was awesome. So, you know, the EOD community, SEAL community, all those used to be, you had to, you know, they basically took only guys from the fleet, 
right? It was, so it was a little different, you know, back in the day. And now that their rates, they take guys straight out of boot camp, right? That's your mm-hmm. rate now. Um, and there's some differences now, like, you know, but, uh, you know, so it's a little bit of a dynamic shift there because you, you went from having guys who had already been in the military and stuff to now you have, I'll tell you this, like, I'm impressed with some of the dudes that are in here now, like they're sharp people. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's good or bad. It's just different now. But uh, yeah, so I did that, had an awesome career, got to do all the cool guy stuff you see on TV. I realized, uh, you know, this stuff looks cool on TV, but it doesn't feel very cool when you're doing it, right? When you're <laughs> like those nighttime wall locker hay hoes, like that shit is cold at 25,000 feet. You, <laughs> you know, when you're under canopy for like 45 minutes, that harness is not comfortable. And then you, you know, it's the middle of the night, you can't see shit. And then at 8,000 feet, everything fogs up and now you really can't see shit. Um, <laughs> there's some miserable, that's what I always tell guys like, hey, if you want to do a career in this stuff, just be, make, make sure you're happy being cold, wet and miserable. Cause that's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, it looked cool. But um, no, great, great career. I got to work with a lot of awesome people and got to, see and do some things that very few people on the earth will ever do or see and um yeah i started getting obviously i got older your body starts to wear down all the wear and tear and um for me you know i i had put on senior chief and then like just the switch flipped inside me it's like that's it man i don't want to go any further than that i don't want to be because like any of those community like seal eod whatever when you put on master chief like the fun's over it's like here's your desk uh they sit there and get to watch all the young guys go out and have fun and some guys are like oh yeah i love taking care of the young guys and i'm like okay well you know my thought was like i gotta be able to find something where i can still do that and and not be that guy right because i don't want to be the like yeah, it was one for me. I was like, I don't want to be a master chief. Uh, if I'm going to sit behind a desk, I want to do it on my own terms. So I made the decision to retire. And that was a big thing for me. It, my decision to retire ultimately came down to time. And I kind of had that conversation with myself where I was like, hey, you know what? Whether it happens now or five years from now, it's going to happen. If I do it now, I feel like I'll be in a lot better spot five years from now. Uh, and you know had i stayed in and and did all that stuff so yeah i I retired at 20 uh went to go start working in financial services and it was weird how i did that i went to go see a financial advisor uh and just through the conversations i didn't know i thought i was going to go do a contracting gig or at some training company or something like that and uh i went to go see this guy to help me get ready for retirement and just one day he was like so what are you going to do when you get out and i was like I don't know. And he goes, well, you seem like you like this. Maybe you should come work with me. And that had never even occurred to me. Like maybe a, a, a financial advisor. That's, I don't know. But uh, I called him a couple weeks later and we went and grabbed a beer. And he was like, you know, I told him, I was like, yeah, I'd like to maybe consider that. And he, he's like, are you serious? Said, yeah. He goes, 
Well, it's kind of half joking. <laughs> yeah, if if you really want to, let's chat some more. So we started chatting. You know, went did my last appointment, came back, took care of my guys, got got my uh, you know, got all my stuff done, punched out, got my retirement name, and uh, that's one of my other favorite stories uh, when I tell people that my retirement name, and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, <laughs> I had to, I had to." they wanted my retirement award so they're like yeah write it up so i wrote it up as a nam and uh <laughs> you know so <laughs> i had to fight for it every step of the chain of command and they're like what no this needs to be a, a con I'm like nope it's a nam and and i had to tell several people like i'm not changing it and if mm. you change it i won't be there i won't accept it and uh so finally i had to go sit down with the xo and I knew he was like, well, what's, yeah, why do you want a NAM? So I went in with my khakis and my, my rack just to show off. And I was like, you see all this up here? He says, yeah. I was like, what do you not see there? And he's like, you don't have a NAM? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I want a NAM. <laughs> so that was my, that was my retirement award. I had the junior guy on my team was getting his transfer award. He got his NAM and then I got my NAM. Uh, for retiring for 20 faithful years of service but uh, yeah so, I got out <laughs> I started working in financial services I did that for a couple of years at kind of a more traditional firm and as I was kind of doing this stuff it was just like I feel like there's a better way of doing this job and I know there has to be and and you know the guys that I worked with were kind of old school more traditional and so I had reached out to, you know, I ran into this guy at a, a networking event. I had known him for a couple of years. We were introduced by a mutual friend and I had just talked to him every once in a while. And then, yeah, I see him at this networking event. He's like, you know, everybody else is wearing a nice suit and some nice jeans or pants or whatever. And, and you know, they're all doing the same bullshit. Like, oh, yeah, let me hear your elevator pitch. Here's my card. Like, like this sucks and uh here's this guy he comes in wearing a t-shirt you know he has a jacket and some jeans and flip-flops and i was like that is a lot more my style right <laughs> and he just started talking he's like yeah i have so many people that i'm trying to work with he's like i need more people to help me and so i was like huh i reached out to him a week later and i was like hey dude i've been thinking about leaving where i'm at now for a while now and i you know, I saw the stuff he was doing online with content creation and social media marketing and all. And I was like, I want to learn that, right? Because that was the epiphany I had, right? I, nothing makes me more mad. Like, you know, when people continue to play that, well, you know, I just like to help people. I just like, yes, I like to help people too, but guess what? This is my job. I have to make right. money to do it, to support myself and my family. Right. So you know, that was another epiphany I had, like, look, dude, do what you love, but also make money doing it, right? Because, right. you know, uh, inner fulfillment doesn't pay the electric bill. <laughs> the price of eggs being what they are today, you know. Yeah. But anyways, I, I, you know, so I left my first firm after a couple of years, I started learning that stuff, I started learning about, you know, all this content creation. And that's something that I really like, I kind of like, got the creative juices flowing like i love i love uh writing like writing is one of my favorite things to do um you know i love teaching 
I was a when I was an instructor at the EOD training unit on the west or on the east coast. That was like my favorite job in the Navy, like teaching stuff and and you know I was a nukes instructor, right? So when I can teach nuclear physics to somebody and make it, you know, click, like oh that's how this stuff works, uh, you know, that that makes you know I was like oh yeah yeah it makes like you that, happy right? right? You can take something that's super complicated and break it down to a level to where everybody can understand it. And I thought like, yeah, that's why don't I like this personal finance stuff. I've always been a numbers guy. Why can't I, why can't I do that same thing with this? And so that's kind of what I've been working towards for the last five years. And, and, you know, now we're here today talking about it. I just kind of came out with it on LinkedIn today talking like, you know, this is my thing for 2023. And so that's where I'm at now. And, and that's, military money mistakes right i talk about all the dumb shit that i did throughout my career <laughs> with all my money and the things that i still see people doing and here's something i noticed uh over the last five years working with military retirees right because that's ultimately my my primary thing is you know i help military retirees make decisions about survivor benefit plan and what do they want to do with their tsp when they retire you know, that's, that's what I specialize in. Um, you know, the, I'll get into it later in another rant, but you know, the, like, I was like, this is a very specific thing that I do. But then I thought like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are still making bad decisions with their money. And I was one of them. Right. So I kind of go back to my own story of like all these times, like literally there was a period of my life for about seven years where I was like home for six months deployed for six months, home for six months, deployed for six months. And I had all these bonuses and all these times I came back with 30 or $40,000 in the bank. And when I kind of went back and did the math, right, I had a business degree. I learned a little bit of Excel and I kind of went and ran the numbers to the best of my knowledge. And I came up with, you know what, I could have retired with, with somewhere between 800,000 and a million dollars had I been smart, right? So I've had some very nice trucks. I have a lot of cool guns in my garage, um, <laughs> but you know, if you were to ask me, would you rather have that or a million dollars? I would have said a million dollars because guess what? I of could course. have a lot of cool guns in my garage with a million dollars. And so I started thinking about that and I was like, what, okay, what, what caused this to happen? Right. The root cause. Cause that's my big thing. Like, you know, <laughs> the root cause is like what you need to attack. Um, you know, it came down to two things, right? I didn't understand how money works and I didn't know anybody who could help me, uh, you know, kind of get this stuff going. And that's, that was kind of the genesis of military money mistakes. And I'm like, every bad decision I made about personal finance came as a result of those two things. And so that kind of became my sense of purpose now is to like, Hey, I'll be that person. I'll go out and create the content and, and, you know, the other thing is, is I try to any anybody who's in the military who puts transitioning military on their their LinkedIn profile, they probably get them all the time. All these messages from financial advisors. Yep. There's, hey, have you considered a comprehensive? Blah, blah. It's all bullshit, right? Most of that stuff's automated. It's crap. I don't like it. It sounds inauthentic, and I just can't stand it. And I was like, I'm not going to be that person. Um, you know, I, I'm going to do something that I like, which is creating content about all this stuff. 
and put it out there. I'll connect with people. If they don't want to connect with me, then okay, that's that's their problem, yeah. not mine. All right. I'll just keep creating this content. Hopefully more and more people will see it and they'll like it and they'll say, hey, you know what? Like this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about and he doesn't write these boring ass messages like every other uh, financial advisor out there. We're <laughs> like, I'm going to give this guy a call. Um, and that's worked great. Guess what? It's like, yeah, I don't have to be the shitty used car salesman. And, you know, I can make a living doing this. I can be more like, because if you know me personally, I'm a giant goofball. Like, you know, telling dick jokes in the middle of a gunfight or, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's that's just me. And and I, uh, you know, I get excited talking about it. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> I do. I just get pumped up. Just a little bit. Thinking about it, like if if this isn't on video, yeah, I, I do get pumped up. But I, I like it, man. It's just it's interesting to me. I like uh, kind of doing things different. That's I mean that's probably part of the big reason why I went to the UD community from the fleet is because I hated wearing a uniform all the time, and I liked sideburns. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, like the day I found out I made chief, I was in pt gear you know i hadn't shaved in like two or three days the skipper and the cmc came out and they were like hey congrats chief and uh so then uh the cmc's like hey me you know we're getting everybody together in the office they're like should i go get cleaned up he's like you obviously don't give a shit about enough about it right now why why bother exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so he pulled us in the office he all handed us all a bush light and sat down and gave us a talking to and uh, yeah so but no i you know i i kind of like the, the whatever the fringe of the anything that i do but uh yeah man i, I like it you know so the military money mistakes right that's sorry i go talking down a rabbit hole uh, Good, bro. what is that right so you know over the last five years i've talked about this i see all these retiring e9s and o6s making the same bad decisions with their money as these e2s and e3s that come back yep. from their first deployment i'm going to send you guys some t i'm, I'm making some t-shirts i'll send some to you uh but yeah just i'm trying Absolutely. to like make i'm trying to make funny t-shirts about personal finance i don't know if anybody can do it i think i can um, <laughs> but uh you know so i think about that and i'm like man these guys are doing all this dumb shit and they're passing yeah. up an amazing opportunity because nobody else gets this you know i make eighty thousand dollars a year pretty much just waking up every day like that's you know of course it gets adjusted for inflation but like who else gets <laughs> that not very many people um mm -hmm. and so you know all these other people i mean like you look at like a, a retired, a 30 year master chief uh, with a hundred percent VA disability that they're making like $120,000 a year just off mm -hmm. of that, um, you know? And so you got this amazing opportunity to do something uh, to set yourself up for success for the rest of life. And a lot of these guys are doing the same shit. They're going, oh, well, you know, now I can buy a boat. Course, I need to buy a bigger truck so I can tow the boat. And then, well, you know, I already got the truck. Why not buy an RV too? And shit, I need a bigger house to put all this stuff in. <laughs> right? It's just a compound. No, right? it's, it's a vicious it's, cycle. Yeah, it is. Right. And right. and so it's like, look, man, if you could spend the next five or 10 years, you know, 
using this opportunity to create something for yourself, why, why not do that? Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, being disciplined or what is it? That old discipline equals freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, I had to mute oh. that to yell, yell at one of my kids, but. <laughs> don't worry man if my kids if i were living in uh washington state you'd be hearing uh be hearing mm -hmm. me going hey knock it off guys knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> well he had a snow cone maker out he's got this snow cone maker he got oh, for christmas no. that thing is loud as fuck and i was like yeah. all right you got to be done with that <laughs> at 7:55. hey how many chunks of ices do you have all <laughs> over the house because i don't know yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, so the, you have to. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. So the military money mistakes, man. That that's like, it, it's it's so awesome because I I could hear the passion, uh, that you were speaking the entire time, man. And what's funny is is you're in shared company because Yogi and I both share the same financial uh, uh, passion that you do because we we see it all the time, like we counseling counseling with our sailors uh talking with other people uh because we talk we talk to a lot of different uh, people about this kind of stuff and a lot of people just they it's taboo to them you say money and then they're like oh. you know you say the budget and they're like oh and i'm like well how do you achieve something i'm like do you write your goals down they're like oh i, I write a goal down on a sticky note and then throw it in the trash uh five minutes later but you know, it's like, if you're not doing that with your money as well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as your time, you know, same thing with anything. If you don't write it down, it's not going to, it's not going to materialize, you know, it's just going to go away. Just like all those bonuses you got as an EOD guy, you know, hogging up the anger bay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never did a carrier deployment, so I didn't get the, um, um, I'm trying to find this quote right now that I saw today. We were talking about, oh, here we go. Uh, this is kind of something that I really liked. It'll probably be a post eventually one day. Discipline leads to habits. Habits lead to consistency. Consistency leads to growth. Yep. Right. And so, yeah, like you were saying, that's kind of the, the important thing there. And that's what I'm trying to do is like teach this stuff. Like, you know, it's a process. It's not an event. It's not going to happen overnight. And, and so, yeah, like you have to, arm people with the information you have to teach them like here's how to make but ultimately here's the thing like i can teach you all this stuff i can coach you i can tell you what the right thing to do is it's up to you to do it right you have to maintain that self-discipline because like you know everybody's like oh they were in the military they were disciplined i'm like dude not with their money yeah, not. No. <laughs> like, not with their money and you know i just i get i puke every time i see these stupid usaa commercials where they're like they call you by your rank um <laughs> i actually put it in in navy federal i called them one day and i was like hey could you guys stop calling me senior chief like i'm retired and they're like well you know it's our policy I'm like just, just call me mr maxwell if that makes you feel better like <laughs> i hate that like that stupid gimmick like oh they still call me by my rank yay america um, <laughs> eighty-year-old Airman Timmy still getting called Airman. <laughs> yeah, it was like me. Hey, 
hit me up right i thought this was funny like like i say this a lot to people they're like well what's what makes you different from other financial advisors i don't say well you know we have this uh we have this uh you know proprietary whatever i just say i probably say fuck a lot more than they do and you know i guarantee they're probably not wearing pt gear and crocs every day right like like if you need a guy who wears a suit and tie and drives a porsche then i'm not for you i'm not your guy yeah yeah like i'm not wearing pants right now during the zoom call like yeah so but uh no Adam, yeah. Adam. but that's i don't well, I mean, that's the thing like i'm in yeah hey dude don't yeah international gay chicken champion right here <laughs> i won't stop until we're married and have adopted a child together that was our uh that was kind of our mantra i got the prenup ready <laughs> yeah. so but anyways yeah to, to get back on track like yeah so that's what military money mistakes is going to become it's going to become coaching you know uh group coaching obviously starting off of that because you know as we were talking about right like what people are paying for like this is my opinion having done this stuff for the last five years now and having you know some designations some certifications and advanced financial planning the, the chartered financial consult like a lot of the the traditional financial planning like you don't need that it's overkill for like your typical military family that stuff's probably great if you have millions of dollars and you have to shelter stuff from taxes and uh it's it's severe overkill in my opinion uh for what most military families need and that's what i like about the coaching thing because now instead of like with a financial advisor like a lot of them they'll say like hey here's the policy if you want to contact me, do not call me. You email our secretary. They will set up a call. You know, we'll meet once a year or maybe once every six months. With the coaching, it's a lot more personal. There's touch points. We're going to use technology. These things right here that run the universe. <laughs> you got more p- computer power than the Apollo space program in the palm of your hand. Let's use yeah. that son of a bitch, right? So, um. Yeah, but we're we're more touch points more frequently going in groups so it costs less, you know. Um, I just think it's a better model. Like it's not. Yeah, it's it's overkill. And and here's the thing: it makes me mad too. Like I remember this fleet and family services would come in and do these the the GMT and stuff. It's crap. Because here's the thing: like all those people were building this training based off of articles that they Google, right? So I went from being the person that goes out and looks these articles up to a person who writes those articles. And, you know, my articles are probably going to say something a little bit differently now because I'm not trying to cover my ass. I'm trying to say like, hey, wake up, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of this stuff out here. You know, when they say, well, you need somebody who's a certified financial planner. Do they even know what that is? They know, no, nope. they don't. They just know, oh, yeah, I need a certified financial planner because they read to it some in some people, article somewhere who was probably written by somebody who's a certified financial planner. Yep. Uh, and right? it's funny that you mentioned that to some people, just having your life insurance or your health insurance, and they use the title arbitrarily saying, hey, I'm a financial planner because I yeah. got certified as that. And then you have the other ones, as you were mentioning. The ones that do the Series 66, the uh, SEI, and all of those things, 
and yet they, they do go to the other side of the spectrum that are there are, are a little bit overboard. So where exactly in the middle are you there? Because anybody can take those tests, anybody can study for those uh, certifications, but do you really have the experience, the life, the life knowledge, as you're mentioning, uh, to be able to guide someone and coach someone to be able to say, hey, I was in your shoes, you know? Yeah. Don't don't be me. <laughs> well, not only that, but like, yeah, you can. I could be in the same shoes as you, but do I have? It's it's all about having the perspective too, because mm-hmm. you know yeah. I'm not going to lie. There's like you know the financial services profession doesn't exactly have the best reputation in the world, and I think a lot of that's deserved uh, for some people. Um, well, like I, I know I know it's kind of like. Um, I, I tell people, I'm like, hey, you can literally search anything online. Um, but there's a value if you if you put money to where your money, like if you put <laughs> wow, money to where your money, if you put uh money towards an investment, like you put something of yours online to gain something, like you there's some skin in the game, you're more likely going to achieve something. Now, versus going on Google, you can Google everything. You can Google how to become rich. It tells you a million different ways in Google. But if if it was that easy, we would be uh, there would be no poverty, no homeless epidemic, no no drugs. Like everybody would be happily uh, probably pot, but everybody else would be totally fine. You know, but that's that's not reality, and that's why uh, hiring somebody. That's been in been in your sh- you know in, the, in your shoes and knows what they're talking about and it's not going to sugarcoat. They're you know they're not going to they're not going to sugarcoat um, what the solution is. They may turn you into a sugar cookie through training and exercise and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know they may they may take you through the hard arduous times to get to that point where you will end up being successful. But that's what it is. No pain no gain yeah what is it uh nobody ever got stronger uh lifting five pound dumbbells right right <laughs> resistance builds strength and that's you know it's funny you brought that up when you're talking about paying for stuff versus free like uh people ask me that too well if you're so trying to be so altruistic why are you it's like i'm not trying to be altruistic i'm trying to be effective right and in order right. to do that you need to have some sort of motivation to to want to win, right? And so paying, you know, whatever a month, like we're figuring that stuff out, but it's like, like if I just do this stuff for free, are you going to do it? You're going to be like, I eh, don't know, right? There's no value attached to it. Like you didn't say, you know, well, I'm going to do this because I paid, you know, $800 or whatever, however much it is. Like I paid this much for this. So I'm going to do it because now you have some skin in the game. If I did that stuff for free, people wouldn't show up. Well, and here's they the thing: you either you either pay in time by you doing the, your own research, or you pay monetarily. Yeah, like it's it's either or. You're either using your time to pay for it, or you're using your money. You are you have to pay for it somehow, or else there's no gain, no yeah. gain at all. Well, here's the other thing too. It's just, it's, it's having that again to that perspective that I talk about a lot. And I, I think that's something that really 
kind of sets me apart is like the perspective that I have with this stuff, right? Because I like most people when you talk about financial planning, they think it's like, well, what stock should I buy? That's not financial planning. That's like if you want to know that, go get an E-Trade account. Like, stop wasting my time. Because that's so, my other thing, Pat. Right? My time is very valuable to me. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, like I have turned several people away from doing things because they, you know, you know, I had a guy who was like, well, I got $300,000 and I want you to manage it. And if it's sick and it goes down, you better put it in something that goes up. And I was like, I'm not the guy for you. You need an E-Trade account. He's like, what do you mean? I've got $300,000. And I'm like, that's cute. I mean, I've got tons of people that have that uh, and they're not assholes like you. But, you know, it's like, I don't work for you. We work together, right? You are not my boss. You are my client, uh, you know, and we work together to help you do this thing. Risky now, goals, if that's, yeah. if, 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 you know, if you can't get that through your skull, then like, that's never even going to start. Like, that's like, I have, you know, the integrity and respect for myself to where I'm, you know, I can say no to people. And, and, you know, I had to learn that too. Like it was another big mistake that a lot of people make when they first get into this industry and they're not made. Cause I'll tell you this, the chance of you getting in there and instantly making two or $300,000 a year, not going to happen. There's this thing we call it the three-year desert. There's a reason we call it the three-year desert. It's because it takes a few years for you to really start making money doing this mm -hmm. job and understanding what's important. That's why 95% of the people who start, aren't doing it two or three years later. Yeah. Um, you know, that's another popular thing too. A lot of financial services companies, they use uh, recruitment as a means of prospecting. That's what they'll do. You know, you seem like you would be really good at this. Why don't you come in the office and we'll sit down and talk about, it. you know, the best way for you to really learn this job is to go through it yourself. Right. Yeah. I've seen that all the time too. That like, hey, Yogi, does that sound familiar, bud? Yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. And that's why, like I told Scott, who I work with now, U.S. Vet Wealth was like, hey, dude, we're not going to do that shit because you and I don't have the time to take somebody who's completely brand new to this and and train them to everything they need to know to be successful and then teach them what we do, which is you know, ultimately going to set us ahead of everybody else. Like, here's what we do. We find more guys like me who went and worked at some other company for a couple of years, got fed up with it. And said, hey, I want to learn to do what you guys are doing. That's who we're looking for to, mm -hmm. to grow, right? Because otherwise, I don't need other advisors. I just hire more people to help us with the back end stuff. Like, right. that's like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, why, why, you know, that's, uh, but I see that. That's what the big financial services companies do. I'm not going to say names on here, but I can't um, without, probably getting in some kind of trouble but yeah that's that's a really popular tactic oh yeah you'd be really good at this you should come in they know who because, they are because the thing is yeah you know they don't give are. a they don't give a rat's ass of six months from now if you're not there right yeah well maybe if you last six months they say okay this guy's managed to hold on let's put a little effort into him and see if we can turn him into somebody we can use but you know, for me, I just was like looking at where I was and I was like, dude, I feel like I kind of plateaued here. Like there's no upward momentum for me. And I was right. And, and I realized like it's because 
you know, what do they say? Like you could, you could, uh, you know, continue. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, here's this overly populated pool that's probably full of piss uh, over here. Here's this other one, right? That's being built. Like, and you can help build it, and there's not as much piss in it. Um, right. That's kind of the way I went, and it's tough, dude. Like starting something like this, like what we're doing. Uh, yes, I made more money where I'm at now. Starting like in the first six months, my first two years in the industry. You know how much money I made? Forty thousand dollars total. Oh wow! Had I not had my retirement and disability and some rental income, uh, I wouldn't still be doing this. Right. To get yeah. out, I leave there. I go to this other place. I start learning this stuff and I made more money there in six months than I did my first two years. And I kind of realized that's when it clicked for me. I was like, Oh, I see what it was. What I was doing wrong. Wasn't, I wasn't doing all this stuff, right. That they told me to do. I wasn't doing what I, what was, what was, what I should be doing. Right. I wasn't, you know, that's why I tell people like I was able to practice my profession with more integrity, not like I was screwing people over at my last job. It's just, this is more the way that I was meant to practice this, right? right? To do this, right? And and it's been awesome because I've been a lot more successful at it. I'm a lot happier. You know, I don't have to go buy a bunch of clothes or go to these networking events and stand there like an idiot with a beer in my hand for two hours and give the same elevator pitch. Because now people are like, what's your elevator pitch? I'm like, I don't have one, dude. <laughs> Connect with me on LinkedIn and look at my content. Uh you know, if you want to chat, we can chat about something besides work because, you know, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> there's like me to you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Like, if you don't want to work with me, that's fine. Go, go talk to that dude over there. that's with the shitty tie. And the, <laughs> yeah. right. Here, here's the thing, like when, when it comes to dealing with money, dealing with your time, uh, not, not just not just with like building up your finances, but like building your your uh, your tribe. Um, you want to make sure that you have quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, that, well, like I said, that's that's why we're not looking to bring new people on, right? We're we're just trying to do what we're doing now better, mm -hmm. and we build the back end out to support that. Sorry. Yeah, and you're going to find that with people that are more genuine. Yeah. You want genuine people. Like, hey, bro, this is this is me, man. I'm like I tell Yogi all the time, man. I have a hard time getting dressed up, and that's just because it's just not me, man. It, it's it's really not like I get, I look good when I dress up, you know. Debatable. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but that's it's just not me. It's just not my my personality. Um, and that's that's something that's like, hey, you know, we got to be real upfront, and it's one thing. It's like, man, I really want to, I really want to fit in. You know, some of us are like, Hey, I really want to fit in. But if you're fitting in while not being yourself, you're being dishonest to yourself. Well, so, so I love one-liners. Like I've always like looking at this stuff all the time. Uh, I thought this was a really great quote. Somebody said like, if you spend all of your time trying to fit in, you'll never stand out. Yep. All right. And that's you know you just gotta have that fuck it moment and say i'm gonna go out and you know we're gonna go streaking through the quad right yeah <laughs> streaking through the quad yeah but um yeah man so that's you know 
that's the the military money mistakes and U.S. vet wealth stuff. That's kind of what I do for for a living, right? That's kind of how I I make money and you know keep this beautiful uh, face and everything. But, uh, yeah. So <laughs> this beard. So you know I had a pretty awesome beard in Afghanistan. Um, I had a picture of me. So I was like we had a grenade land in our compound. I was sitting in a chair taking a nap and I got fragged by the grenade while I was taking a nap. And that was like the most abrupt. And so like I wake up and I look down and I was like, oh shit. And I got this awesome picture of me with like blood all over me and I have the chest seal on and I'm just giving a thumbs up. I don't have a shirt on. I have bathed in like, you know, well, we took a bath in the irrigation ditch that you know, we had to make sure the Afghanis weren't pissing in it upstream from us when we were, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's an awesome picture of me with this big bushy beard and my hair was all gross and it was dirty as shit. And, and, um, that's like one of my favorite pictures. Uh, now my beard, I don't like it getting much longer than this. This is, <laughs> I, I just, yeah, it gets in the way. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was funny. Like I, I actually, one of the funniest things I hate shaving. And when I, when I got out of the military and I didn't have to shave anymore, I didn't mind shaving anymore. <laughs> I would go shave. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go shave. Well, I don't think it was a shaving problem. I think it was uh, the being told to shave. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. That's the, you know, I'm, I'm like people, like if you were to ask me to describe my personality, I'm that dude in the movie that presses that big red button that says do not push. I can't tell you why. It's just in my nature to do so. I think that's right? why you and I get along, man. Yeah. <laughs> like that button is getting pushed. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I need to make sure it works. I'll check. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even care what it does. I don't want to know what it does. I just want to push it. Why? Because it says not to. Right. We had this big button in uh, one of our maintenance controls, and it was just this big red button, and it said, don't press. And it was just there, and nobody knew what it did. I pressed, yeah. I pressed it real hard. It shut off all the power to the outside. <laughs> well, they're all working. So you guys, were you, you were an air wing guy, or were you ship's crew? Uh, no, both of us are air wing. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I did a, so... You know, I did uh, some time in the desert, did some time on the ship, did some time as an air wing guy. I I got I got I've cross decked a lot. So I, I always thought this was funny. Like some guys in one of the other divisions there in combat systems were telling me about this. They were messing with some air wing guys. They said, "Dude, air wing guys love to stand in line." And I was like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." He's like, "Sometimes if you're good bored." We'll just go somewhere and stand in front of a doorway. We get like three or four of us to stand in line, and these guys will just start lining up behind us. Yeah. <laughs> you, do it, you do it close enough to chow time, they'll think it's the chow line. And yeah, then, you just go yeah. stand in line in front of a door somewhere, and they'll <laughs> like, That's funny, dude. Yeah, but that is facts. That happens. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about a couple other things too, like the, the military transition piece, like, cause that's something else I do a lot of, of stuff about, right. That was a very stressful time for me. And that's coming from a bomb tech, right? Like military transition. That was the most stressful time of my career. Um, How so? 
it just it's it's long and pound out and you don't you don't know what's going to happen it's a big change because you know we spend this our entire lives having all this stuff spelled out we know like this 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 right when i go to a, a moby unit right that's like our version of a ship right i know like i'm going to get my team we're going to do the internal workup then you know we're going to go do the training we're going to go do the training unit and then we're going to FIP out and then we're going to go do a kind of integration training and then we're going to deploy and then we'll come back and we'll just do it over. Like I knew how that worked, right? Uh, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there when you're getting out because you don't know what it's like. You're like, huh, I don't know. Like, like you remember that scene on uh, Step Brothers where Will Ferrell's talking to us, like, tell me, Dr. Angel Face. like, like, can you teach me how to be an adult? Like, do I carry my high school diploma around? with me all the time right? <laughs> it's a lot like that and um you know like you just don't know what's going to happen we went from having this like be a, like you'll see it too when you guys get out like you you have this like nice warm blanket on right that keeps you snug and secure and then you take it off and it's cold as shit outside uh and you're like oh man it's now i'll say this um, you know, I always equate it. I talk to people about this. I remember my first jump at military freefall school. It was out in San Diego at Otai, right? Uh, I'm there at the door in my plane and I look inside and I see all the guys on my team. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to look like a little bitch in front of these guys. So I'm going to do it. But, you know, I had a ton of anxiety. I was like, what am I about to do? Right. I'm standing there at the door. And they even told us like, hey, don't worry you're going to go out, you get to that door, you're going to go out of the plane. We'll make sure of that. It's just, you know, <laughs> the real moment of courage is whether or not you get on the plane a second time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, same thing with transition. You don't know what's going to happen. There's a ton of anxiety. Everybody I talk to all the time feels it. I don't care how big and bad you were while you were in the military. It's different. Right. It's, it still affects everybody. Some guys doesn't bother them that much. Some of them are like, man, I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And it happens for all of us. Um, and then you get out. Right. And the same thing, like when I got out of the plane that first time, I started falling. And I was like, oh, well, it's, this isn't that bad. Right. Same thing. You get out of the military and you're like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was, right? Like, uh, you know, I can still function. I can, you know, I can still stand up when I pee and all this other stuff. <laughs> you, you know, you just, you adapt to it. It's a change. It's, some people say it's like, it's like going to another command. And I'm like, nope, nope, it's not. It's not like going to another command. It's like never going to another command again because uh, that's what you're doing right it's a completely different environment and you know you gotta learn you're a new guy again that's what i tell people like just get used to being a new guy again think about when you were new like brand new to the navy right <clears throat> that's what it's like you have to kind of go back and learn everything and and here's the thing though you've had 20 or 30 years of personal development to build up a lot of these um you know, high human skills that you need to be successful out there too. Like you know how to be somewhere on time, right? You know how to, you know, work as a team and provide, you know, maybe you have to learn some of the nuances of that stuff. 
but I talk about this all the time to people like those those high human skills like the, what people used to call soft skills I have you know my own podcast which we'll have you guys on sometime get to vet I had this guy on here his name was Harrison Bernstein he runs a nonprofit called Soldiers to Sidelines where he teaches people to be sports coaches uh and um I said soft skills and he's like, I don't use that term anymore. I say high human skills. And I was like, I like that, right? That's the stuff, hard skills. Yeah, put that stuff on your resume. Maybe you'll get a job, maybe you won't. Those high human skills are what's going to make you a success on the other side of that. And, and that's why I told people rely on that stuff. Understand that, do a lot of digging, like find out who you are. Cause you're not like me, I'm not senior chief Maxwell anymore. I'm trevor maxwell right and you have to do do the work to figure out like who that guy is right i think for me it was pretty easy like i you know there wasn't a whole lot of difference um i just you know i i think i've actually done better um you know out here it's just you know not uh it's tough it's scary for everybody but you'll be okay on the other side just like skydiving millions of people have done it before you and they all well a lot of them turned out okay um but 90 percent, so, right <laughs> yeah i mean was it 60 percent of the time it works every time um <laughs> yeah so that's that's something right i do that i do i coach through a nonprofit uh called the honor foundation and it's like a oh my god dude, that goes leaps and bounds above what what you get at tap um it's it's a nonprofit. It was started by uh, the Navy SEAL Foundation, funded it, and now the whole bunch of nonprofits help fund it, and they do their own fundraising. But it's a 12-week program, and they go super in-depth into that. And the whole first phase, like the longest phase, the first phase is all about diving into you, like figuring out who you are. What do you want to do? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And guys, when they started, they're like, oh, this is dumb. Like, oh, you know, by the end of it, most of them are like, you know what? Actually, that was the most helpful part of that, right? Being able to attach from that. Because that was kind of my mentality going into my transition anyways. I was like, hey, look, man, that's not going to be me anymore. I can't tie what I used to do for a living to my, to my sense of well-being. Because if I do that, you know, that's not what I do anymore, right? It's not who I am. It's what... It was I, something what I that, did. that had, yeah, it had a significant impact on how I turned out as a person, as a human. And, uh, you know, I'll always remember that. And, you know, it's nice. Like here in, in this, in Virginia, like all the East Coast EOD guys, first Friday of every month, a bunch of us all get together for breakfast every, and it's, you know, just a bunch of dudes in citrus, like talking shit to each other and catching up and, and everything. And, uh, you know, I still go to those just because I love seeing those guys uh, and I love staying. You know, that's the other thing, too. They say finding your tribe, like, you know, it's good to have that support network there, especially other vets. And that's something that I, I've kind of seen is very important. Like, if you're a veteran, it's good to be in a spot with other veterans because there's somebody there that you can relate to. And it's weird. Like, the guys that I worked and served with, I'm closer to them than I am, you know, 95% of my family. Because you know, we've shared that adversity together. We had that, those kind of bonds and, and I still have faith. Like, uh, <clears throat> you know, I run into somebody, I'm like, yeah, that dude, like we can always just, we hadn't seen each other in five or six years. And 
you know, you still, you're just as good of friends as you were as when you left. Right. Yeah. Um, and even people, uh, so I don't know, there's these videos on YouTube. It's called uh, first Sergeant little top. Have you ever seen them? I'll send you a link to them. It was this army guy. He was an infantry first Sergeant. His brother was a Navy EOD tech. And he made these funny ass videos of like him encountering EOD guys in Iraq. And, uh, so we had him on the podcast. We had a call with him, a Zoom call. And then he came up here to Virginia Beach for this nonprofit thing that we did. And I just, we see him, we're like, hey, what's up, man? And we start talking and just laughing and carrying on. And and my wife was like, how long have you known that guy? I was like, oh, well, that's the first time we've ever met face to face. And she's like, how do you guys do that? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> right? I, I don't think people understand how, yeah. like, well, how close, how fast, like uh, veterans and also active duty. It's the same thing with active duty to veterans. Like, yeah, it's like, Hey, you're, you're the trailblazer. You went before us. We're still active duty. Um, as of today, January of 2023 for the record. Um, I I hope to hear this (laughs) next year and say, yep, I'm, I'm retired now, (laughs) but, uh, uh, you know, it's just so amazing how, how quickly we just, bond together like no no uh nothing really required except for you know there's no barrier like we just start talking and immediately start talking shit to each other because that's what we do and that's how we show we show each other uh love essentially because we we mess with each other and that means like yeah hey man you're cool you can deal with it i can deal with it and then you know that you're getting the real talk from from the person that you're dealing with, you know. Yeah, it's funny. I'll tell you a funny story. Like my first uh, firm I was at, the more traditional thing. Uh, I'm sitting in there, you know. There's this kid that worked with us. He had just graduated college like a year before, and um, there's a buddy of mine that I had served with. He's an EOD guy. Lost his leg in Afghanistan. <clears throat> He's there with his wife who's pregnant with their third kid. And we're, they're sitting on a couch. We're sitting in the chairs and the, just talking, kind of being friendly and everything. And he was like, yeah, I got fired from my team, whatever. And so, you know, he had lost his leg in Afghanistan. He had his fake leg. And I was like, yeah, man. He, I was like, how'd you get fired? And he kind of told me, and I was like, man, I guess you really didn't have a leg to stand on there. <laughs> <laughs> And this kid's face, he was like, holy shit, what did you say to that guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and he starts laughing. His wife is laughing even harder than he is. Uh, and he, this kid's like terrified, like, oh, my God, did you really just say that to that guy? <laughs> if that 19-year-old would have said some shit like that. Yeah, he would have just been like, fuck are you, right? Yeah. So, exactly. But, yeah. But no, that's, so that's, you know, kind of the one other thing I wanted to talk about too, like my, you know, uh, and I, I think that's how we kind of got connected with like my podcast. I've been doing this, get to vet, uh, how it happened. Uh, my buddy, Mike, who was my first team chief in EOD, uh, you know, it's funny, like he kind of mentored me when I came into the EOD community and I mentored him when he came into the veteran community. Um, cause I retired a few years. He did 30 year, you know, CMC and all that stuff. Um, we're sitting, we're both from West Virginia. We both have the same birthday. 
And so we're sitting there watching a Mountaineers game at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I think it went into like triple overtime. So we're like seven tall boys into this game. And he just starts talking about how pissed off he was at his tap class. And he's like, <laughs> mm. we're just sitting there drinking. He's like, we should start a podcast. And so we just started, you know, talking about it, you know, and it turned into a podcast where we talk about military transition. And that's been going for about two years. We haven't recorded a whole lot lately. We've both been very busy. But uh, that has been a really fun experience, too. And, you know, I'm sure you got, hopefully you guys are having fun with this as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, something that that I, uh, you know, we talk about sense of purpose, sense of fulfillment, things like that, you know, um, kind of a, kind of a sad story, but also like one of my personal proudest moments of my, you know, my veteran life so far. Uh, You know, I think we talked about this not too long ago. you know, I had this guy come on the show, uh, medically retired Green Beret. Uh, he's 38 years old. Three years ago, he had gotten diagnosed with colon cancer. And, um, you know, his big thing was like, you know what? I just want to get on, get out there and, and share like what I've learned over the last few years. You know, so he went through all these treatments. And then finally, the doctors told him, he said, there's nothing we can do for you, right? So he was terminal. And I was thinking like, man, I couldn't believe, you know, all those times in deployments were in hairy situations. And you're like, yeah, I might not make it out of this one, right? Uh, this guy knows for a certainty, like, yeah, I'm not going to make it out of this one. And uh, so he's like, you know, I just want to come on. I'd like to talk about all the things that I've learned and you know, hopefully somebody learns something from this and, and his, the whole message he wanted to get across is like, be your own advocate. And, um, we started talking he goes through, he, he says everything he's got to say. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's, that was awesome. I'm going to get this done. It's going to come out next Monday. You know, we recorded his episode on a Thursday and he was like, yeah, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on and talk about this stuff. And we're like, yeah, we're glad to have you. Right. The episode came out on Monday, and then Tuesday evening, we got a text that he had passed away. And, um, you know, that was, <laughs> it made me tear up. I mean, I've been to a lot of funerals of, you know, one of my best friends passed away, was the first American killed in Syria, the senior chief, Scott Dayton. And uh, that was, dude, that was a crushing, you know, especially for all of us, because we had lived all these years through all these combat deployments and all of us were like yeah we thought we all made it we're all going to be old guys together and sit around and talk shit and uh you know when that happened that that was a hard blow but you know so i dealt with this stuff a lot but then you know that guy finding out that Derek griffin was his name that he had passed away that you know doing the podcast made me feel like yes dude that validates things that i've been doing stuff like this, right? What you guys are doing, right? So if you ever feel like, oh, what I'm doing isn't worth it, you never know when it's going to be worth it. And so, you know, I was super sad to find out that he had passed away, but I was also super proud that we got to help that guy, you know, do something that he really wanted to do before he passed away to make him, uh, and hopefully we did. Hopefully he felt like, you know what, man, I I helped somebody else through something. And that really is, and that's why I tell people this all the time, like, dude, 
you, especially if you're retiring and you have a pension and VA disability, don't chase money because that's not going to make you happier. Chase purpose, yeah. chase fulfillment, because those are the things that, that, that really matter. At the end of the day, trust me, I talk to tons of people that make a lot of money. They're completely fucking miserable all the time. Um, and it breaks my heart because then I think about this guy who's like, you know, hopefully I was able to make him have that sense of fulfillment um, and, and help him do that. And so, you know, I, I say that all the time and I'll say it again too, right? Like find, find that sense of purpose because I guarantee you of all the things that you'll find out, uh, that's probably the one that's, that's the most important. And that's the one that'll make you feel most like, like you are a successful human being. Because then at the end of the day, like as we, you know, we talk about that, like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, do you feel like you're a successful human being? And think about the things that are important to you and, and, and yeah, I guess getting your priorities straight. So, yeah, sorry. I, I, hopefully I didn't end that on too somber of a note. I can tell a dick joke or something if you want. So you can end on a high note. But. That's a more classic than a dick joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Romans they found uh, they found uh, you know, pictures in the caves where the Roman soldiers used to hang out, and they were drawing dicks back in the back in the day. Then, yeah. Uh, you want to hear? You want to? You, you ever hear of the sky penis? Oh yeah, dude. That's that dude's yeah. a legend. Yeah, that's uh, my that's my community, by the way. Yeah, that yeah. that dude was. Uh, there's a, a comic strip called The Terminal Lance. Have you ever read it? Uh, yeah, yes. Marines. Yep. <laughs> they did a tribute to him. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I've I, I've met it. Uh, I've met the dude, uh, and I I was uh, out there in the Whibby Allen when that happened. So that was uh, <laughs> that was. And if you ever get the chance to uh, listen to the audio, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Oh, if you have the audio, send it to me. Was it not? Oh, heroes wear capes, but some of them. Wear <laughs> and it wasn't a sky. Somewhere flight suits, yeah. It wasn't a sky penis. It was an Arby's hat. That's oh, okay. There's an Ar. That, I like that. That's a good. Uh, that's a good comeback. <laughs> I always appreciate that. <laughs> oh man yeah man hey like no I, i'm i'm glad you told that because it's a um being your own advocate is so important and um yogi and i we we are we're caught in a, a weird predicament because we're both uh, uh yogi's got over 20 years and i'm just right right below 20 years and we're both here on possibly going med board. I find out tomorrow if I'm if I'm actually going to be a med board. Um, and so that means retirement, but uh, medical board evaluation. And that's that's like the it's it's scary because like um, just all the stuff that's been going on medically and stuff like that. It's it's like there's been times I I swear like for for a while I thought I was like at it tumor or something going on like i still like even even now i still think i have like cancer or something going on with me because because of, because of all my symptoms i've been having and nobody can really give me a full-on answer like why do i have this cascading events you know and i i kind of attribute it to not getting taken care of while i was in 
you know, um, yeah. and I, I waited, I waited until too late to deal with my stuff, but you know how Navy medical is. You go there and you tell them about something. They just give you some Motrin and send you out the door. <laughs> oh man, I, I could spend a, a long time on here talking about that. I'll, uh, I tell you what, I'll introduce you to my, a good friend of mine that we had talked about earlier. Uh, who had had some issues with that and maybe you can have him on there and talk about his experience too because it's yeah it's tough and you know i it's something i even think about too like man am i gonna is that gonna happen to me because a lot of my friends a lot of guys that have been the same place as i've been around the same age as me you know this stuff happens quick and you know <clears throat> i had a guy that lives down the street from me retired army guy who's a vietnam vet found out he had cancer went into the hospital two weeks later he had passed away um yeah so it's it's you know staying on top of that stuff and is is the key to success when it comes to that but yeah yeah um you know uh, uh i i really appreciate you actually um coming on to our podcast and talking about military money mistakes that's that sounds like that sounds really awesome um and maybe i'll bring you on to my other podcast you know uh, that's uh talking about financial independence charter five so yeah. i'll i'll, I'll we'll, we'll link up there too man because that's that is that's what we need we need somebody that's out there helping people out making making wise decisions and uh, to get to vet that's how we found you because we were listening to other transitioning podcasts and we're like wow these guys sound great uh, <laughs> you like, know what our biggest hang up was getting the podcast started we're like man i just hate hearing the sound of my own voice <laughs> <laughs> and then we did it right <laughs> and you know like, and oh, that's not so bad what's really funny is i have the same thing but i always get told Hey Chris, you have a really good uh, podcast uh, voice, and Yogi's always like, "Hey Chris, you sound sexy all the time, all the you time." Do. Voice, you do your voice, yeah. You got that, yeah. I think I think you do have a, a pretty good sounding voice. So, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Friday Fridays at one on LinkedIn, we'll be doing the live sessions pretty much every week. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm doing something on a Friday or something. You can't make it, but uh, that's that's kind of the goal. So awesome, bro. Well, Trevor, again, just like Chris said, we're honored to have you here. Uh, thank you for teaching us. We're obviously gonna keep in touch. Um, and we we have connected more than you think. As yeah. a matter of fact, um, hopefully, if life you know permits. I might come visit you over there in Virginia here in a couple months. We'll see how that turns out. Just a quick yeah. pit stop, and then we'll see how how things go. Part of the whole, as you mentioned, kind of growing up and experiencing new uh, ventures. But if not, man, we'll keep in touch, and we'll help grow the community to help veterans, man. And I think the community is there to help veterans. The problem is the knowing you you don't know what you don't know right yeah. and uh we were talking to one of our other um buddies his name is um maurice he was mentioning that there's approximately sixty-six thousand 
uh, nonprofit organizations that are there for veterans. Yeah. And to be fair, how many of those do you know about? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, very few. And, and I tell that to people all the time. Uh, people ask me, they say, well, I want to start a nonprofit. And then I say, why? And they're like, what do you mean? Why? It's a nonprofit. I'm like, so it's still a business, right? A nonprofit right. is a business. And there's a lot of competition out there. Like maybe mm -hmm. instead of you starting your own, go, go work at one. Exactly. Right? Go find one that does something that you believe in and go work with them. And, and, and just maybe make you'll better. learn a thing or two. And then maybe, you know, you do it for a few months and you're like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to, I don't want to start my own nonprofit. I mm -hmm. say this. If there's one thing that I've learned, uh, the world of nonprofits can be very cutthroat. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't suspect that, but it is. Like, did you ever see, watch that movie, Death to Smoochie? Yep. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's not that much of an exaggeration. Absolutely. <laughs> and it yeah. is all about who you know. It's not really about what, you want, what you're trying to accomplish, but it's about who you know, what you know, and you're delivering... I would say 90% of it is luck, timing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I no, agree. Trevor, pleasure. We will keep in touch and we'll love to come into your podcast whenever you want to. Yeah, and we'll get it set up. Absolutely, bro. Thank you so much. You got any other, any parting words, any, anything that you want to share with the, our audience? No, I would, I would just say like, you know, connect with me. Uh, LinkedIn is where I spend a lot of my time. I love sharing information. I mean, I kind of feel like that's the key to success is, is sharing that. And, you know, vets love to help other vets. So don't be afraid to reach out. Don't, you know, if, if somebody tells, you no, it's probably because they're an asshole, not, not you. So, <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate you guys, uh, having me on and yeah, we'll have you guys on get the vet here before too long, but now I got to go tuck some little dudes in the bed. So <laughs> have fun, bro. Thank you for your time. All yeah, right. Man. Take care. Yeah. Take care. All right. Bye. Do us a solid. Share this content with everyone you know, regardless if they're associated with the military or not. This content will help someone you know and hopefully will lessen the deadly gap after service. Our goal is to do whatever we can to reduce the number of suicides from 22 to 0 within the community. Give us a 5-star review, follow, like, and subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, and you can follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram for more content from our guests. These are our personal experiences and we do not represent the views of the United States Navy and or the Department of Defense. Your transition is ultimately up to you. Please do your research and ask questions. Use Master Chief Google or ask a friend and network within the community that you belong to. Return the Roots out.